How to Create a Glitch Monologues. Season 1, Chapter 7. So, with this podcast, I'd like to talk about a subject which I touched on in Chapter 2 of the Monologues and also Chapter 6 of the Monologues and in previous podcasts, I talked about how on a social level, people fit together very much like pieces of a puzzle fit together. And one of the podcast episodes, I describe people as having protuberances and places for insertion. I also described individuals as a complex biochemical molecule. Now these comparisons are actually helpful to understand what I'm talking about. But with this podcast, I'd like to give specific details about the mechanics of how individuals fit together in a social environment and how the mechanics of the system work to keep things moving in an orderly fashion. Now, the first thing that I'll have to say is that if you look at two individuals in a room, you tend to think that in that room, individuals possess a kind of subjectivity which is preserved independently of where they're located or who they're with. That, however, is not the case. In fact, the reality is that our bodies are mere place cards at a table or a player on the stage. And what I mean by this is if you undermine the mechanics of a social exchange, you can displace the identity of an individual actor. I've put some thought into how to describe the manner by which people fit together in a social environment. And the best way I can explain it is through four simple principles. Those principles, which do not govern sociality, but in fact govern the mechanism by which identity or thought is preserved or evolves. And those four principles are substitution and displacement, union, conservation, and polarity. Conservation of polarity are not active rules, so to speak. Basically, what they mean is that identity or thought is conserved by content, and it is polar, which means that for every thesis, there is an antithesis. For every contradiction, there is a set of pairs. Now, the first two principles are the mechanisms by which social exchange occurs and the mechanism by which thoughts evolve or manifest. And they are substitution and displacement or union. So, with these four principles again substitution and displacement, union conservation and polarity, you can understand the entire range of human sociality and the manner by which thoughts manifest and the manner by which people fit together in a social environment. Now it's also important to note that each of the four principles is of two dimensions. The first dimension is temporality. The second dimension is spatiality. So, for each of these four principles, they each act in a temporal dimension and a spatial dimension, both forwards and backwards for both. So now I'll try to explain it in a more direct hands-on example. Let's say two individuals are waiting in line for a meal that they want to pick up from a store or a restaurant fast food restaurant. Now, if one individual is resting at the window to pick up his food and another individual was to walk over and stand immediately next to the first individual such that he was invading the body space of the first individual, a couple of things can ultimately happen. The first thing that could happen is there could be substitution and displacement. The second thing that could happen is there could be union. Now I need to take a step back at this point to explain something else. I touched on how individuals maintain a sphere of space around their body, which preserves their social equilibrium, and which you can act upon to more effectively produce a glitch in the matrix. But what I'm suggesting in this episode is that individuals manifest a kind of space around their bodies, which is the membrane, so to speak of their consciousness. And if you invade that membrane, there's a concomitant reaction. So, 
Let's go back to the example of the two individuals waiting in the fast food line. So individual A is waiting in the fast food line. Individual B invades his or her body space. Two things can happen displacement and substitution or union. If union occurs, then the behavior or thought processes of those two individuals will mirror each other in the next moment. If displacement and substitution occur, then the mental thought processes of the first individual will be displaced to the second individual. And in the place of those mental processes, there will be a vacuum in the action of the first individual. So that's the substitution and there's the displacement. Now this simple example gives us a bit of an understanding of one dimension of how two individuals can interact in a social setting. But there's much more to it than that because identity is multidimensional. There are spatial components, the five spatial plates, and there are emotional components, which are the higher plates, which are the emotional, the archetypal, the symbolic and the esoteric. So, for each of these various plates, there can be substitution and displacement or displacement and substitution, or there could be union with respect to an archetype, with respect to a symbolic image, with respect to an esoteric object, with respect to an emotional state or feeling, etc. So, in other words, what I'm saying is there can be substitution and displacement with regards to an archetype, with regards to a complex behavior such as an archetypal behavior, with respect to an emotional state or attachment, with respect to a spatial position or location, with respect to a vocal intimation, with respect to a facial expression, etc. Now the point I'm trying to get across here is that, for example, let's say two individuals had an intersection in an archetypal plane that is, they formed a common, archetypal linkage between themselves and a specific archetype. There could be a union between their two identities at the time that they form that emotional link. Now that link can also extend backwards in time. So, in other words, if the individual overlaps in their archetypal alignment and that alignment extends backwards in time, then they can extend forward in time well, mirroring behaviors of another person extending backwards in time so the past can become the present in the future through an archetypal union. To give you a better way to understand it, imagine that you're engaged in the process of thinking through a series of thoughts. It doesn't matter what it is. Say what the weather is going to be like tomorrow. But if someone were to walk up to you and invade your body space, there's a possibility that that will create displacement and substitution. There's also a possibility it'll create a union if it creates substitution, displacement or displacement and substitution, then that thought about the weather will literally escape you and will enter the consciousness of the individual who invaded your personal body space. So, so originally, I referred to the displacement as creating a vacuum. But I'd like to elaborate that because the fourth principle I outlined earlier was that of polarity. And basically, what polarity means is that for each form of thought or archetype or what have you, there is a polar opposite. Now, when an individual experiences displacement and substitution, the end result of that is often the substitution that's polar opposite. So, the opposing archetype is substituted in the place of the archetype, which has been displaced. Anyway, that's the end of the podcast for today. Thank you.